Hey folks, this is Dr. Rob, and welcome to Overcoming Betrayal and Addiction, a podcast brought to you by Seeking Integrity Treatment Programs and hosted by me and my sidekick, Tammy. Say hi, Tammy. Hi, Dr. Rob. Thank you. Our show provides useful answers to your most asked questions about cheating, betrayal, and addiction. Let's get started. This is a question that you and I can relate to. I find it really hard to concentrate on one thing at a time. <laughs> can we relate? Yes. We're laughing because we can relate. When my wife or anyone talks to me, my mind is thinking of loads of other things at the same time. And I often forget the conversation very quickly. If I don't write things down, my therapist says it disappears from my brain. Is this common for addicts? Any advice on how to concentrate and retain better? Well, um, I'm going to make uh, give a thought. No, I don't know you. I don't know your therapist. I don't know anything about your life. But one of the things I'm reasonably good at is assessing for mental health issues. And I think one of the reasons that our clients do particularly well at seeking integrity, we're not just looking at addiction. I'm very focused on looking at emotional and mental health. So when I hear lots of things going round and round in my head and I have trouble holding on to things um, because I'm now I'm focused on this and, you know, I hear symptoms. Could it be attention deficit disorder? Absolutely. They ADD, ADHD folks get distracted by this and then, and then they look over here and trust me, I'm married to one. And, but it could also be um, some kind of bipolar thing where your mind is racing and your thoughts are racing. And, you know, so to me, this is something I would absolutely want to see a psychiatrist for. And, you know, with all due spec, respect to your therapist, a lot of some therapists are not too keen on medication doctors and some others because they think, you know, they may be the best at doing it and they have your welfare at heart. They just don't think it's useful. Um, and some therapists are really encouraging. And all I can say about that is this. I use my own recovery. Um, I don't care about medication. I don't care about walks or, or meetings or whatever I had to do to get well, whatever I had to do, as long as it was honest and had integrity, whether it was taking medications, being, seeing this particular uh, therapist, going to workshops, I didn't care. I was gonna do whatever it took to get well. And I would suggest to you that to get well, you may need to talk to a mental health professional who can prescribe medication like a psychiatrist. That's my yeah, I went with ADHD. No, I went with ADHD and I was like, if you could see around my desk, I live by notes, you know, I, I mean, I, I have mild ADHD. Mine is not, you know, an extreme case, but, um, but I, I do have it. So this, I, the thing where you tear it off and then there's another one and you tear, didn't you invent? No, you worked with, you, I, you, I should have, you bought stock. I should have, I should have. Yes. Cause like, I love post-its cause I can stick them and I don't lose them even if the cat walks by. So, so that's a whole other tangent. See, this is how we work, but you, you see Dr. Rob writing notes we have a shared list of things that we need to remember to talk to each. So we have learned tools to adapt, to make sure that we can. That said, and I don't know how long you've been in recovery. I'm assuming you're the person in recovery. It takes time. So um, we are very scattered early in recovery and it's very hard to concentrate. So it takes learning. I, I hate to share this, but I, I used to dig my fingernails into my hands so that I would be concentrating and paying attention. I had that. I mean, it was that challenging to just be able to be present and stay, you know, because otherwise my mind is, you know, and, and if I was doing that, it's crazy. I know, but it worked for me. I found mechanisms to navigate around, you know, this, then I got diagnosed with mild ADHD and I went, oh, makes so much sense, you know? 
So, so you're taking notes. I love that. Reviewing them. I had posted notes on, across my bathroom mirrors, you know, for years, you know, things I needed to remember, quotes I needed to think. Anything that like was important to me, good positive messages to to help me. Yes. Thank you. That's the right word. Affirmations. I had them on my, on my bathroom wall because I would see them over and over again. And eventually, you know, I learned them like that's what it took a whole bunch of post-it notes. So invest in 3M and uh, keep coming back. They're online. No, but believe me, my, 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 I'm like, where's the paper? We should, no, no, just pull up reminders. It takes, it's faster for me to write it down, but I'm not going to go there. Let me say something else. Um, Tam, just to take Tammy out uh, and from any shame or discomfort, I bit my lip. So you oh. did this and I'm like, <laughs> That's you so know, interesting. like that, remind myself yeah. or when I'm anxious or I've, I don't do that anymore, but I, I did but until I got on medication and then I stopped biting my lip, but, um, and I don't bite my nails anymore either, but I want to say something. I do want to say something about, I live with someone and I have for 22 years who has ADHD and this is how we figured it out. Um, I would come home and maybe he would have made dinner and then there were lots of dishes. I expected that, but there was no one in the kitchen and I would follow this trail of socks and underwear and clothing that had been dropped everywhere. And then there was, you know, the computer was on, there were all these papers there and he was taking a shower and I'm like, Okay, the place is a mess. It's nice that you made dinner, but you know, all of that. And he would promise me, I won't do that next time. Or that's just how I am. The longer it went on, the angrier I got because it became about, well, if you love me, you would remember this. Or if you, me, if you love me, you would remember that the house has to be clean because I grew up in not such a clean place. If you remembered me, you know, and so it, I became very personal. And then we went to get some therapy and found out he had ADHD, meaning he'd start cooking and then forget about the dishes and then the phone would ring and he'd be taking off his clothes and then he had to get to the computer and, and he doesn't even remember one thing to another. So uh, I think our relationship would be over had, had there not been treatment for ADD. And the other thing is just if you're in a partnership, just for any of you guys, there are books how to be married to someone who has ADD, how to negotiate a relationship, because you've got to figure this, figure this stuff out. How do you, if things go out of your head, how do you keep track of them? How do you, um, you know, for example, I'll just see real quick. We learned about special places, which means the place my husband puts his keys every single time. The place he puts his phone, puts his phone every single time because we could spend half an hour. He's like, well, I thought I put it there. I thought I put it there. He's not forgetful. That's how his brain works. So we learn things like you don't have to ask me because you know it's there. It seems simplistic, but shoot, I have to, I use letter games to remind myself of people's names. So whatever it takes, Tammy's on her head like, yes, yeah. learning, y learning. Yes. Uh, like the keys always go in this place. If they're not there, then it's a problem. I mean, it's, it's just. Right. Like there, there's lots of tricks you can learn to do and you just learn them, you know, one at a time and you find out what's successful for you. So, and, and it looks like I'm completely ADHD because I was typing in the chat, the link and I, I wasn't seeing it. So I put it in three times. So there you go. So <laughs> to me, that means you're caring and empathic. I do. It was such a, it was such an amazing yeah, and there's a podcast on it too, but there's, but there, it was such an amazing um, information. So, okay. Next question. 
as a spouse of a recent discovered essay, how do I best deal with his family who have enmeshment issues and have openly blamed me in part for his infidelity? Boundaries with his family are easy for me to manage, but difficult for my essay spouse to handle. Okay, hold on a second. How do I deal with his family? And then they said boundaries with his family are easy for me. So tell me, help me understand. This means that the spouse is really good at setting boundaries with, with uh -huh. the addict's um, family, it. but the addict is really not very good at that. So there's, and there's the problematic relationships. Um, well, I would, you get so many phone calls about this particular issue or people email you and say, gee, I don't know what to do. Then why don't you start? By the way, it's T-A-M-I at Seeking Integrity. Tammy often- Yeah, I put it in the chat. <laughs> okay, so well, how would you answer this one? Because I think I, I'd love to hear your response. Um, and it's really challenging, but so here's the, here, here is the deal. Um, they're going to blame you, of course, you know, like, so I hear you holding healthy boundaries with that, that, you know, this isn't about you, you know, that it, there's a lot more going on. This is, you know, we talk about um, lots of layers, you know, peeling back the onion. This is one of those that's a big deal. So, so to me, the biggest primary focus is working on the essay, you know, and, um, you know, as part of the recovery process, we learn to have healthy boundaries for ourselves, as well as, you know, it's like, like Dr. Rob talked a bit earlier about like, this is a problematic place for me to go. So I, you know, I'm not going to go to that place. That's a healthy boundary. So, so what do we need to do for ourselves for our recovery? That would be enough of a focus. Um, there's, we have lots of resources that talk about, you know, family enmeshment and things like that. But to me, if he's really, if the spouse is really working on his SA recovery, then, you know, the, getting that solid, you know, um, Tammy, can, can be really helpful. About yeah. How to find those resources and what they are? Because I know I've talked about work and I've, I've talked about the treatment program. I've talked about our courses, but I don't think anyone's talked about that part. Well, and, and we do, you know, there's books, there's podcasts, Dr. Rob did a podcast, you know, mm -hmm. but we've got a couple of webinars that talk about enmeshment. There's a series, we did a couple of, of those, um, but there's, there's a lot of resources. So, so email me about those particular resources, but to me, you know, trying to deal with all the enmeshment and everything else is, can be really triggering. So, so how can the two of you kind of, you know, concentrate on you know, we, we need to, this is a really big problem. This is, this is the biggest problem right now. And whatever his family says, you know, um, it, it is challenging. I know for sure, because I know enough uh, uh, people that have gotten help with the enmeshment, that it is so freeing for them to be able to hold a healthy boundary with a previously enmeshed, you know, family um, relationship. Um, so there is healing. It is a process. None of this stuff is like you just do this and then it's all better. It, it, it really will take more. So I love that you know how to do that. And you can invite, um, like, uh, you know, I, I can help you with this if you are open to it. You know, you can support where you're, but you also don't want to get triangulated in the mix. So hopefully your spouse goes, wait, this is my primary relationship and I really want this in recovery. 
but it's challenging. So and Tammy is a hundred percent right, which is, I think this needs to be turned around because my question would be, how come my essay spouse isn't looking out for me? Yes, I know you're hungry. We'll have dinner soon. Um, <laughs> that was a dog. That's his dog, not his That's spouse. That's Yeah. <laughs> um, and I may have to let him go outside. Um, but um, where is your spouse saying, you don't get to talk to my wife like that. And, you know, we are a couple and I don't ever want to hear you devalue her or put her in responsible for anything. Let me let the dog out. If they feel, I don't know why they know about all this, by the way, talk about bad boundaries. Go ahead, Joseph. Go outside. Go on, get the one stubborn thing. Okay. Sorry. Um, you know, where is your spouse saying this isn't acceptable and I love you and my family doesn't get to talk to you this way. And, you know, where is that? And that would be the discussion I would have is, you know, I can not come or whatever, but how do you want to handle this? Um, are you, when I don't come for something, are you going to blame me? Or are you going to say, you know, what are you going to say? But this is someone not respecting his marriage. And that concerns me more. You know, when I make a decision and this is, we did a podcast with Dr. Stan Tatkin. And he said, when I make a decision in life, if I want a happy relationship, that decision has to be based on what's best for both of us. So the question is, is his relationship with his family and your, you know, is it working to the highest good of both of you? Or is he making decisions that are more in favor of his family rather than his marriage? Um, I mean, this is his issue, right? I mean, this is the issue staring him in the face about enmeshment and all that, but it's ended up in your lap. And that's unfortunately something he did to you. Um, something else. Oh, the blaming infidelity. Yeah, recently also, I wonder how, I wonder about your grief. You know, the question you're asking is very sophisticated and it's a really good one. But recently discovered means that you are uh, probably overwhelmed and not knowing what your next step is. And um, I think there are a lot of, you know, there are, there's a lot of work we do where you can find that kind of support um, and there's no cost. So um, Sex and Relationship Healing offers that. And I think Tammy already put that in the chat, but we, we do charge people in our courses and then there was, there's free work and then there's the treatment center. So anyway, um, I want to say one more well, thing. And, Oh, go ahead. Well, no, go while ahead. you're thinking about it, because, you know, I, like this is very common, unfortunately, um, um, for for sex addicts. And here's I mean, if you think about it, it, it sort of makes sense. It still is very painful. And I, you know, I agree with Dr. Rob. It, you are doing a really good job of, you know, keeping this on the thinking level. But th there's got to be a lot of feelings. But if you think about someone who has um, those enmeshed relationships, then when he, when that person gets in a primary relationship with a spouse, you know, or a significant other, you know, a, a, a closer relationship, it, there's a betrayal to that family, that parent or what, however that was. And so, you know, having anonymous sex, having, you know, acting out in other ways is easy and doesn't betray, you know, the, the strong connection, unhealthy connection to, to the family. And, you know, and I go back to, because like, it's so, you know, it's so terrible that it happens. Yes. But it's, you know, broken people, those parents, you know, Dr. Rob shared a little while ago, you know, about, you know, his situation, 
you know, it's those, you know, the parents that are doing this, there isn't malice, there isn't a, a plan for doing these terrible things to our children. It is out of their brokenness, they're doing the best they can. And unfortunately, the damage to, you know, to the children is, you know, is devastating. But you know, for the people that step into this space and find healing and recovery, it changes everything. So, so I, I want to let you know that there is qualified help. There is hope. Again, we have many of the guys that come to our residential treatment program because they really get a solid foundation, you know, of working through all of this complex stuff in a short amount of time and have a foundation of recovery on which to build and a plan to move forward. So it, you know, it's life-changing for them um, and for spouses. I, you know, we, we hear that regularly as well. So we, do. we just got a wonderful letter you, from someone. Hmm? We did. Did you think of what else you were going to I did. I wrote down, on? I wrote down Thanksgiving because I don't know who told these parents, but what, why do these parents need to know? Why do they know about their son's sex life? Why do they know about your sex life? And who told them that? If you told them in anger, you know, do you know what your son is doing? Well, um, it's going to come back to you, I promise, because why did you tell us this? And she's exaggerating. And, you know, if you did it in anger, that probably isn't going to go well. If he just decided to tell them, you know, what is, happens at Thanksgiving? How do you all sit down at a table on a holiday and he cheated, she lied, you know, all the stuff that doesn't get talked about. I mean, it is none of his parents' business about your sex life. They should be, you know, that's for you guys. Go find a therapist. Here's the grandchildren. You know, um, there are certain things I would be uh, open to talking to my family about. There are certain things I would say, you know, I I understand you're concerned about me, but I'm not going to talk about that. So I don't know why they even know about this. No less, they're turning to you as the source of the problem. Um, so we got well, sometimes they're they're made very public. I mean, sometimes there's, there's you, you know, and we know that, you know, I mean, it's been on the news. People have put signs up. I mean, it's been, you know, so, so, so you're right. And there could be, there could be more that we don't know. So it's early. Okay. The next, um, the next gotta question say or comment. Wow. Thank you so much for answering my question. I am currently in sex addiction 101. That's one of the work groups. I put the, the information in the chat and have found you both in the community to be life-changing. Oh, thank you. I really want to do a one-on-one -on -one with you and my partner soon. So may we talk about what a one-on-one -on -one with you is? Well, I will, because you're not nodding your head. So Dr. Rob does a one-time two-hour expert consultation for people. It's usually couples. You know, if you're not in a relationship, then he can do that for individuals. But it's so helpful for him to have the information from the two of you so that he can help identify what the issues are and guide next steps. And, and you know, people have gone to multiple therapists for multiple years and, you know, and has continued to, as I say, flounder around. And that's painful for both of you, each of you, and a waste of time and money. So, so having Dr. Rob, who is particularly good at this, you know, be able to help you figure out what is really going on for the two of you, where you are and, and give you some information on next steps, you know, can be useful. It is optional. It's just one, one path, but many people do find that helpful. So you can always reach out if you'd like some additional information, okay. comments, thoughts. Uh, yeah. I'm writing something down. I had to first see if, which way it went so that it wasn't a mirror. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Okay. Yes. So 
you won't be able to read this, but I mm -hmm. often write notes to the clients and maybe you want to take a screenshot of this and uh, hold on a second, let's find the question. Okay. Um, oops. No. No, it's upside down. The truth, uh, the will, truth set will set you free. You free. I will put it in the chat. The truth will set you free. So, um, why am I even saying that? Um, because um, we're talking about expert consultations. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm sorry, I told you I was going to blank out today. <laughs> um, one of the things that I really, I want to say enjoy it, but I think it's really helpful is I am pretty unvarnished in my consults. So, you know, I don't know you, I don't, you know, I'm not there to nurture you. I'm there to find out what's going on and to give you information. I consider my consults kind of like, I tell folks, I'm like the radiologist, you know, your doctor sends them, sends you with your broken arm and says, I need to see the radiologist, I need a report. And then that report goes back to the doctor. But in my case, the report goes to you and I'm the radiologist and it's just recommendations on what to do next. And I do find a lot of couples are floundering. Is that the right, isn't it foundering, floundering? Around. Floundering. Like yeah. the fish? Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can kick some butt if I'm asked to. So do we have time for one more? Uh, well, well, somebody put a comment in it. It's a kind of a follow-up. So it says, we did a consult with Dr. Rob. He was spot on with my addict husband, was still lying at that time. This was the very beginning when I found out. And he said it was only one time. Boy, it was definitely not one time. He saved us. Thank you, Dr. Rob and Tammy. So thank you for that. So that is, that is really, really helpful. So uh, let's do one more. Yeah. Do that's we it them? we don't have any more no oh everyone is healed i'm so grateful um yeah. tammy so one more yeah. thing i just i i know and i'm so grateful for these letters that we get and i don't know if it's said to these guys but sometimes we get somebody with a like a, a newborn and they'll say we wouldn't have been able to get to this place unless we found recovery and and they sent it to us for a reason we, we get wedding pictures you know we get the whole family together for the first time um and we get notes. Um, I would say, Tammy, I'm just going to say to you, it is not directly related to our work, but I think we saved someone's life over the weekend um, and didn't get anything for it except the feeling of, you know, maybe this person's going to make it and her children. So, you know, a lot goes on beyond the scene, behind the scenes that we don't get paid for, but um, that's my commitment in life is to try to help where I can. That's why we have all these free services. And uh, yes, I think we share that one, Tammy. Yeah, it is. It's it's really meaningful, and unfortunately, not everybody's a success story. But if we, you know, even if we help a partner figure out this is really important data, and what you're hearing is what this person is, and you know, uh, unfortunately, that happens. Um, but I wanted to say one more thing since we're talking about this. Some people send people to drug and alcohol treatment or our program and they come home and they're not fixed we don't fix we give people a different lens to look through the world and a deep understanding of how they got here and who they hurt but and i absolutely believe that you know at the treatment center everybody gets on a piece of paper every single thing they're supposed to do when they get home. And in fact, I really encourage the spouses to get the same piece of paper to all the things, but recovery doesn't take place in a treatment center. Recovery takes place in every day of your life. And so, you know, whether you never get to treatment, never have a therapist, you know, just go to meetings or whatever, you will find your way. Um, you will find your way. Um, 
Tammy, you want to add to that at all? But yeah, but it's an everyday, one day at a time. It really is. And I can show you the path, but I can't make you walk it. Um, but I can sure show you what that path looks like. Do you want to add anything, Tammy? Because I actually think it's important. Well, I do. I, I, I say all the time that we don't magically fix anybody in 14, 21, or 28 days, but we do give them a solid foundation and help you know, they're safely cocooned and the therapist, the expert treatment team is so good at helping unpack, you know, these deep underlying things, you know, and giving them a, a path to go home with. But it is, and I've, I've seen, unfortunately, I've seen other treatment program stuff and it was treatment light, shall we say. So I love that they leave with a plan and if they follow the plan, they can do very well. And we hear from that all the time. And then I hear the ones, that, oh, I've just been in treatment. So I'm going to take a few days off. My wow. addiction never takes a day off. My addiction is there, you know, all the time. So my recovery better be as active as, you know, to, to defend against that. And I still feel that way. So it's one of I those where to, you made me no laugh recovery. because okay. I can remember clients who came in seeking integrity said, listen, I'm going to go through three weeks of your program. And then the Sunday after I've got a, a trip to Mexico for three weeks. And that, that's not it. You, you get to work right away. You put it in your life, especially while the iron is hot. And um, yep. I'm not saying we do it perfectly. We heal everybody, but it really is about motive. The one thing that we cannot create is motivation. I can do anything in the world with you, but I cannot. You have to want this and you have to want it bad. Um, and the same for your spouses. You know? Thank you for listening to this episode of Overcoming Betrayal and Addiction. If our words have led you to seek help, please reach out. You can always find us at www.seekingintegrity.com.